I'm Kitsy Duncan. And I'm Clayton Abbott. And we are Oddity Files, the, the podcast. podcast, live from Indie PopCon. How y'all doing? <laughs> Happy Sunday, everyone. Yeah, I everybody. I feel the energy. I think everybody's a little hungover. <laughs> trailing off, but we're here. <laughs> we're here. We're a paranormal podcast. So what we do is we talk about creepy stuff we find on the internet with enough sarcasm and what we think is humor to make it so you can still sleep with the lights off at night. <laughs> yeah. We don't just do ghosts, we do cryptids and UFOs and just anything that's otherworldly, you might say. Which is his absolute <laughs> it is my favorite, favorite word. <laughs> word to say. So that's what we do. We um, tell each other stories, we try to outwow each other, and um, you can find us on all the major podcast apps. Just search for Oddity Files. We also have a paranormal reality show on Amazon Prime. I spammed most of the tables, those little four by six cards on there. That tells you all about us and where you can find us. So I came across something totally weird possibly paranormal this morning this morning on Twitter so I don't know if you guys have seen it or not or if you're even into the paranormal like we are but I was tagged in something on Twitter it's home surveillance footage of what I can only call Dobby from the Harry Potter series walking out of somebody's house and actually exiting down the driveway it absolutely looks like Dobby and ears and all. I don't even know what to think about it. Everybody's like, oh, it's CG, it's CG. But the shadows are perfect. It reflects off the car next to it. And like, the window on the other side. Someone would have put in some serious work just for that. Yes. But apparently he got a sock last night, and Dobby is a free elf. My thing, it does this little like jig, this little dance at one point. <laughs> that kind of throws me off. It's just like walking, and then it kind of does like, like the chicken dance. Flaps his arms <laughs> like the chicken dance. And then you actually hear it's feet clop on the driveway the whole way down too. So check it out on our Twitter. It's at Oddity Files if you want to see Dobby becoming a free elf or whatever the heck this is. If you guys have any insight or if you've seen it in your driveway, please reach out to us because we want to know more. We want answers. <laughs> One of the things we do on our show, we actually do a paranormal news. So Oddity Files is a weekly podcast. They release every Friday and every now and then we do autosodes, which are just short little you know, listener submitted stories. Um, we get a lot of people emailing us with personal experiences they've had with the paranormal. Um, so we feature those, but we also do a paranormal in the news segment. Um, and so it just worked out that... <laughs> that this came up this morning. That's so literally today. Yeah, and normally, <laughs> normally on our live podcast, we don't do paranormal in the news. I'm like, no, we have to talk right. about Dobby. <laughs> so absolutely, if you guys have any input on it, you can contact us at oddityfilescrew at gmail. But what we do is mainly we tell each other stories, like I said, and yeah. our producer, DJ Jimmy, isn't here He's today, not. so we really, I don't even know who goes first. <laughs> I know, without our producer, we're kind of like lost. We always just show up to the studio, ready to record, yeah. and we just like chat, and then DJ Jimmy's like, 
okay, we can start now. We're like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I think the last podcast, I went first. You went it first, was the yeah. rake. Yes. Okay, so, so I'm actually really excited about this story. Squee. For the live podcast, I'm never really sure what to do because it's like, do I try to relate it to something at like one of the cons or events that we're at or do I just like do a regular thing? And I found this one and it just worked. It, I didn't even mean for it to be like close in proximity. I did not know how haunted Kings Island is. Oh, sweet. I was so worried you were going to do the same story I did. Yay! I had no clue. So for those of you that don't know, Kings Island is an amusement park located in Mason, Ohio, which is about 20 miles outside of Cincinnati. The park opened to the public in 1972, and it was actually named for King's Powder Company, which created the town of King's Mill for all of its employees. I never knew that. Yeah, the 700-acre property rests on the land that the company used to own. Okay. Um, so what a lot of visitors don't know is that tucked away, like actually on the grounds, is a, an old, like ancient cemetery. What? I swear, like it's, it's there. And they just built over it. And around it, yeah. Okay. But like, Whatever. there's still headstones and everything. But don't they know that's how you get ghosts? Well, well you know. Okay. So the small historic cemetery dating back to the 1840s is historically known as the Dog Street Cemetery, and it sits at the north end of the Kings Island parking lot off of Columbia Road. There are nearly 70 grave sites, although there are only about 50 headstones left. That's just crazy to me that they're like, oh, let's build a theme park. Ignore that cemetery. Just, just don't even pay attention to it. Right. You know, just build over it. But not all the ghosts are connected to the cemetery. You know what? Now that I think about it, I think the ghost hunters have been there. Uh, to Kings Island? Yes. Hmm. Oh, interesting. So some of, the de- some of the deaths that have actually happened in the park, they, I'm not going to say they're funny, but they're just really unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in other words, I shouldn't laugh in front of a live audience. Right. Okay. <clears throat> Because that's another reason why we have DJ Jimmy, because he just cuts that stuff out when we when like, terrible, push the envelope terrible sometimes. terrible, terrible people. <laughs> so one of the deaths was a 20-year-old Lion Country Safari Ranger. So I guess they used to have like the safari ride. Okay. And he literally got out of his Jeep to go pee behind a tree. Well, he And a lion should. attacked him and killed him. Oh, sh- shoot. But I guess he's kind of asking for it. Um, <laughs> but it was, and that was in 1976. And they didn't shut that ride down until 93. So oh. it didn't affect it too much. Apparently on, not. <laughs> on a Friday in 1983, the park hosted a grad night for local high schools. And, and apparently, an inebriated young man Allegedly. named right, John Harder was killed after climbing around the restricted areas of the Eiffel Tower, and he fell down the elevator shaft. <gasps> oh, that's a horrible way to die. Right. The worst part was after he fell, he got hit by the counterweight of the elevator. Oh, <clears throat> sorry. I'm not laughing. I, know, I swear it's so bad. I'm like, not I don't laughing. want to laugh, but they're just so unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> um, June 9th, 1991, a day known in the park as Black Sunday, a young man was with his friends at Oktoberfest near the Viking attraction. It was a hot day, and he dipped his hand into the fountain to splash his friends. He didn't know it, obviously. There was a short in the electrical lighting, and he was shocked. And when he got electrocuted, he fell into the water. His friend, not knowing what was going on, jumps in to save him and gets electrocuted. No. A security guard sees all this going, jumps in to save the the two. He gets electrocuted. No! I swear. Only one of them survived. A woman was on the, like, 
the flight commander ride, which is no longer there either. And she videotaped the whole thing. She's watching all this go down, and she, like, was wiggling around trying to get a better view. Balls 50 feet to her death. Oh, no. Swear. It's a curse. That all happened in, like, 30 seconds. I can't. No, I can't. Okay, so if you ever fall in a fountain, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to save you. If you're clearly getting electrocuted, I'm not going to jump in to save I know, you. I'll exactly. like hand you a stick. Well, don't even take a chance. I mean, <laughs> if I can't get out of a fountain. Or just don't splash me. Like, okay, there we go. Moral of the story. <laughs> um, so the tragic deaths have contributed to the ghost sightings in the park, but the ghost known as the little girl in the blue dress that has been seen by visitors and employees far more than any other. Like, okay. That is the one that everyone, if they're going to see one, it's the little girl in the blue dress. Always the little girl. Always. But Your it's favorite. not a white dress. Usually it's white. Oh, yeah. Um, witnesses say that she is typically a young girl, about four feet tall, uh, dressed in old-fashioned 19th century blue attire. Totally from the graveyard. She aimlessly roams around Kings Island near the front gate admissions and the international restaurant areas. Her ghost holds dominion over the entire park. I kind of stole that because I was like, wow, that sounds important. That sounds important. super important. <laughs> One of her favorite places to haunt is the, the water park. Well, I mean, you're a little girl. Yeah. Ironic for a girl whose life ended by water, you know. Oh, yeah. All the witness accounts, um, although independent of each other, are very, very similar. And that's okay. what's crazy. They describe her as being friendly, not threatening or scary. She's just there. The park employees have named her Tram Girl after many sightings by tram drivers after closing time. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she reportedly just walks out onto the tram tracks, causing them to stop suddenly, and then she just disappears. So she's just messing with all of them. Yeah. She's just being a little girl who plays around. (laughs) Um, Websites claim that the girl drowned in a lake on the property and that she's buried in the cemetery. Um, And I found this. Queen City Paranormal Investigators. um, I've never heard of them, but... They sound legit. Yeah. Uh, sure. Call the ghost girl Missouri Jane. I like that better than Tram Girl. Me too. Yeah. After a grave in Kings Island for Missouri Jane Galiner, don't hold me to the pronunciation of that last name, okay. um, who died in 1846 at the age of five. Aww. Although seemingly friendly in nature, um, psychics claim that Missouri Jane is sad at seeing all the children having fun in the park without her. <laughs> it's like, wow, Poor someone baby. has to make it sad. Yeah. Um, Unsurprisingly, she's not the only child ghost in the park. Employees and guests have witnessed a little boy dubbed Racer Boy, who is said to wander the park near the Racer roller coaster. He's most often seen dressed entirely in white, shocker, (laughs) and his presence startles guests who often alert employees about the very realistic-looking child wandering alone too close to the wooden coaster. Oh. The story states two of the four cars on the racer originally belonged to a ride at Coney, at Coney Island called Shooting Star. Um, That's a bucket list place I want to investigate Coney is Coney yeah. Island, literally. So legend claims that a long time ago, the body of the young boy was found on the tracks of Shooting Star that was killed by the train cars. This is legend and lore. It's not fact-based. Okay. Yes. Okay. Apparently, so this... Yes, like, a boy did die on Shooting Star. Oh. And it's kind of crazy. The, he was on the train, and when, he got, when the train got back, he wasn't. <gasps> yeah, so he, like, fell out. But all Ooh. the, like, him getting hit and all that is just, you okay. know, storytelling. Gotcha. Um, so they're essentially saying that, like, this is connected. Since those part of that coaster was brought from there, they're saying that potentially he could be that boy. Okay. 
And then there's the ghost Tower Johnny, um, who is the ghost of the boy who fell from the Eiffel Tower. Um, it says Tower Johnny haunts um, like the area where he died, so all over and around the Eiffel Tower. Everyone loves to tell the story, as it's easy to exaggerate everything that happened, of because course. that was like a pretty gruesome event. Yeah. So of course, like when they do the Halloween Horror Nights, they kind of like play it up, which is strange. They use a true like tragedy yeah. in their park to be like, like that would make people not want to come to the park. Exactly. <laughs> um, so some claim to see him looking back at them from the tower or hanging out in, um, like sitting on the fountain, just looking at okay. the uh, at the tower because there's that big fountain right outside the Eiffel Tower at Kings Island. The same fountain that everybody else died in. I think it's a different one. Okay. Because um, this is like the really big one in the center. And they said that they I've were, never been. Oh. Well, there's a really big fountain in the okay. center. Okay. Well, thanks. Um, the sightings of Tower Johnny began shortly after his actual death, which would make sense. Yeah. Um, he's also blamed for electrical malfunctions in the park. In fact, to this day, there are several trip sensors with no apparent cause. And like the park staff just calls them Johnny's. Oh, wow. Like when sensors go off. It's, That's crazy. Yeah. But it's crazy that all these staff members, they just like openly talk about it because they're so used to it happening. Yeah. It's crazy. Now, our, does it say if people see stuff during the daytime or is everything at night? Oh, no. Like people see them all the time. Like oh, the, wow. the girl, like they see her just around the park, which is, remember how we talked about like, we wonder if sometimes we see things that might not be legit. Exactly. Like, if we're at the airport, how many of those people are really ghosts? Like, is everyone a real person? Yeah, or like, if you exactly. were walking down or a Or, like, busy... all these people here, are they really here or are they ghosts? Right. Like, if you're walking down a busy sidewalk, how would you know if one person walked past you as an apparition? Exactly. Like, you wouldn't know. So, of course, over four decades of millions and millions of people coming through the doors, um, they're not only ghosts associated with the park, um, and the list will, I'm sure, continue to grow. Yeah. Other spirits found in the park include a ghost who attached to the Whitewater Canyon rafting ride. Um, countless employees have heard disembodied sounds of a child's giggle accompanied um, by pelting rocks against oh. like the observation So he thinks it's funny that he's throwing rocks Absolutely. at the spirit. And employees call the poltergeist Woody as most often experienced at Observation Tower 2, which is deep in the woods and only accessible by a, false, a small footpath. Another ghost reportedly haunts the Beast Roller Coaster. Um, riders claim to see glowing red eyes in the woods located near the ride. It's often said that the spirit of a visitor who died while riding the ro roller coaster could be the red eyes. Yeah. Um, the octopus ride is also rumored no to be haunted octopuses. by a, par or a guest who died while on that ride. Now, I grew up outside of Chicago, so we had Great America, where they yep. had a ride that was called the Beast, and it had red glowing eyes as its like logo. Is that the same there? Do you mm, know? I don't. It might. I don't know. Mm. But one, I did not know that many people died at Kings Island. No. Um, the, the so the land of the the Kings, uh, whatever company that it used to be, Kings Powder Company. What's so crazy is that that place blew up because it was like an ammunition place, like a powder company. Oh, what? And over 100 people died in the explosion. Like and that, this is all the same land? All on the same land. Oh, my. It's just, it's like a portal. Yeah, I don't know if I want to go back. I don't know that I'm ever going to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but it's so, so crazy. One, th when I read the, the whole electrocution story, 
I really felt bad about myself because I was laughing at it because it's just something you would see in like Three a, Stooges. Yes. Or like a really <laughs> bad indie horror film, you I know? know? And I feel terrible that I was laughing, but that's But the poor lady that fell. Like if there was enough going on already. <laughs> she Awful. had to be so nosy that she And what's going on down there? <laughs> she fell fifty feet. They're like Susan, sit down, please. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, it's just so, so crazy that something like somewhere I've been so many times, I just had no idea. That's and crazy. really leads me to think about what we talked about even more. Literally. Literally. Huh. It's like if you saw someone sitting next to the fountain, why would we think that's not a real person? Like you would just keep walking. Unless you can like see through them or I'm they're just like. going to go walk up like. Everybody just, we see. Remember. Anybody that's are just you, is that like, you? awkwardly alone, I'm just going to be like, are you real? <laughs> I triple dog Jerry. Go out Tower there now. Johnny. <laughs> that was a great story. Yeah, it was interesting. Just. Like I said, because the amount of actual, like, documented deaths there. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they can hide them. Yeah. And then you've got, you know, the curse of the building on the burial ground. The cemetery. Like, there's just, there's so much going on. It is the perfect storm for hauntings. Yeah. So let's build an amusement park. Okay. (laughs) Sounds great. That was great. Thanks, Clayton. Um, I went along the lines of cryptids yes, for my mine. Favorite. I did tell you that. I didn't tell you what. So um, I'm going to do the story of the Mill Race Monster. Ooh. Have you heard of it? No. No? So those of you that don't know, I have an obsession with the Travel Channel, and they have this TV show called Monsters in America, where they have all the creepy stuff that people talk about seeing that's never really quite caught on camera, (laughs) but everybody has the great stories about them. That's where I found this. So the Mill Race Monster is roughly 45 miles south of Indianapolis in a not-so-tiny city of Columbus, Indiana. Really? Like, right down the street from where you grew up. Um, In the States, it's the 20th, words are hard, it's the state's 20th largest city. National Geographic described the city as authentic, unique, and unspoiled. Columbus is host to the oldest theater in Indiana, the Crump Theater. Been there. That's the only thing I knew that was kind of paranormal in Columbus is the Crump Theater. Um, It's actually where I had got my first paranormal evidence ever on accident. That's right. That so is yeah, right. Um, it was built in 1889 by John Crump, which is also notor- notoriously haunted, which I just said. It's probably the first place ever. I'm repeating myself. <laughs> so, um, But I personally love Columbus for um, the ice cream parlor and museum downtown. Have you been? No. So it's an old-fashioned ice cream parlor that will take you back like 70 years. It's all set Ooh. up like the, the 40s and 50s yeah, yeah. with like the fountains and things like that. It's absolutely stunning. I mean, um, not that I would know what it looks like. I'm not that old. What it would have looked like. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, Come to think of it, that place, I mean, totally has to be haunted as well. Oh, for sure. Everything is legit how it was back in the day. But my story today isn't about hauntings. It's about monsters. I'm telling you, Columbus has all the awesome things from hauntings to monsters. Historically, no. Where the, this is when I need DJ Jimmy to <laughs> cut this cut out. out. <laughs> Jimmy, cut this out. Um, where the Flat Rock and Driftwood Rivers meet in downtown Columbus sits Mill Race Park. It's actually huge, 
and gorgeous. Um, historically, Millrace Park was an impoverished area in Columbus during the 1930s through the early 60s. The area was plagued by rodents, disease, and substandard housing. And, you know, just to top things off, it was located in a floodplain. Yeah. The homes were prone to flooding, creating just a horrible place to live, so the area became known as Death Valley, which is, oh, I'm sure, everybody kidding. wanted to live in Death <laughs> Valley. Um, super quaint. In 1963, the park site was purchased by the city and cleaned up, transforming it into the first version of Millrace Park. Today, the park has covered bridges, a concert venue, lakes, and trails galore. But we're going to step back in time to 1974. I'm ready. The Exorcist was playing in theaters in drive-ins. The oil crisis was going on. And Tricky Dick was president of the United States. You could buy a brand new Ford Galaxy car for $4,000. And a gallon of gas was 42 cents. Uh. Uh. Crisis, my behind. Uh, Stephen King's very first novel hits the shelves. It's a quaint little tale about a girl named Carrie. Have you heard of it? Yeah. And two days prior to this incident, Muhammad Ali took down George Foreman in the Rumble in the Jungle. So we've set the scene. It's 1974. (laughs) Bell bottoms galore and afros everywhere. On November 1st, 1974, the Columbus Police Department received a series of panicked reports from no less than two sets of eyewitnesses, all of whom claimed to have seen and even been attacked by a huge, bipedal, green-skinned, six-foot-tall monstrosity with very sharp claws. I I went super, you know, super descriptive here. Um, And took to skulking near the waterway inside Indiana's 83-acre Millrace Park. Four young women were in the park during the day, as I guess they did in 1974. Let's assume they were just hanging out, not doing anything illegal, um, talking about boys and whatnot, (laughs) when they all see this creature lurking in the trees. It was very dirty, almost like mossy-looking, and... I lost my place. I do this every time we're live. So they all see the creature uh, lurking in the trees. It was very dirty, almost mossy looking. And as one would, they all left immediately after they saw it. They got home, called the police. The uh, the police chalked it up to just being a hoax. I'm like, oh, it's, you know, teenage girls. And then they left the park open. So later that evening, same day, exact same spot in the park, Three different young women headed to the park to eat and hang out. They had no idea what was waiting for them. It was unseasonably warm for November, so the ladies decided to go out to the boat launch and eat their takeout. One of them noticed something moving in the tree line, just like the other girls. And the others looked, and another of them noticed something as well. Then the third saw it, and they started freaking out inside the car. And the fanged, green-skinned monster came running toward the car. No, it's like a more aggressive Loveland Frogman. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Terrifying. So the girls started to roll up the window because that's what you did back then. (laughs) You had to roll the window up. Um, And the monster started attacking the car. Columbus, Indiana. This is when you wish camera phones were a thing. 
Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, even tried biting through the windows of the car. Once the driver could calm her nerves enough to get the car started, they got out as quickly as possible. While the thing was attacking their car? Yeah. Okay. Apparently, according to the show, her leg was shaking so much she couldn't start. I think it was just for <laughs> <The> dramatic <drama. laughs> flair. Absolutely. Um, as they were on their way out, they found a couple of officers sitting in their squad car, immediately ran up to them for help. The cops didn't seem amused at all, but after the girl said there were scratches on the car from the creature, the police were like, well, let me see that. Um, and were actually blown away with scratches, and the car smelled terrible. Like, mossy, wet, ew. Why didn't they take a saliva sample off the window? Well, it was 1974. What? They still did that? Yeah. DNA. <laughs> See, that's why we don't hear about this stuff anymore. You can DNA that stuff. Okay. So they saw all that, and they're like, okay, I guess we'll actually make a report this time. With two different accounts of two different parties claiming the exact same sighting, the authorities had to pay attention, which in turn got the attention of the local newspaper. Okay. It was in the newspaper. And the following day, the headline read, Monster, Women Report Seeing Beast in Mill Race. Now, part of this article read, They Swear It's True. <laughs> Six wi young women told police Friday in two separate reports that they had seen a mill race monster. Ooh. And that's where the name came from, the newspaper, as always. Once in broad daylight and whatever it is, the six are agreed. It's one, green, two, hairy. I know, that blew my mind. I was picturing... Is the hair green or is the skin yeah. green or is everything green? I think just everything's green. I think he <laughs> needs a bath. Um... And three, large, about six feet tall, and walking upright. And four, has claws. So both of these sets of girls saw all of that. On the was it the same day? Same day. Okay. One was in the afternoon right. after school, and one was that evening. Gotcha. Two days after Halloween, though. Two days after Halloween. Yeah. So we'll just put that out there. As you can imagine, panic took over the entire town. And that day, hundreds of people went to the park with bats and uh, weapons. It's like that scene in Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> with like pitch Pitchforks and, and torches. <laughs> in 74, I wish yes. I could have seen that. I'd have just sat back and watched with my Polaroid. Uh, so they decided to look for this creature because they're coming after their girls. On November 9th, 1974, the Indianapolis Star chimed in about the Millrice phenomenon and included a third report of the creature this time, the beast was seen by a pair of city workers, dog catchers, to be okay. absolutely specific. 20-year-old Rick Duckworth, unfortunate name, and 19-year-old John Brown, were, who were studying ways to rescue cats and trees in the public park. <laughs> they were so studying. They were that. studying how to... I always thought that was a fire department thing. <laughs> who knows? I don't know. Anywho, I just thought that was hilarious. Um, when Duckworth started toward the monster, says the Indianapolis Star, the beast took off as fast as a deer and disappeared into the woods. With the monster gone, the two men obtained a ladder and lowered the two cats to the <laughs> ground. <laughs> as soon as they hit the ground, the two cats took off like bolts of lightning, <laughs> with one disappearing into the distance and the other running into a sewer line. Oh, that poor cat. <laughs> He's going to smell bad now, too. Um, 
according to Duckworth, they were really scared, he added. Place finally shut down the park. Oh. Yeah. It's like, well, maybe there might be something. I don't know. Okay. And to add to the weirdness, many farmers in the area had claimed to have witnessed strange otherworldly lights in the sky a few months prior. So we've it's a got hairy alien. I know. We've got <laughs> farmers seeing UFOs. We've got moldy Sasquatch <laughs> that smells terrible and has claws, apparently. It's my sweet Sasquatch. It's an alien that got claws. lost. They came back like to get him, and that's why he's not there anymore. Maybe. I don't know. Aliens in Columbus, Indiana. I almost believe the monster first. <laughs> Okay, so one of the eyewitnesses suggests that an explanation for the newly found monster that it had been left there in the earlier fall by visitors from another planet. At the time, Columbus and much of the Midwest was flooded by sightings of unidentified flying objects. Are you kidding me right now? Mm -hmm. Maybe Sasquatch is an alien. Oh my gosh, could you imagine... Oh, <laughs> now my wheels are just turning. The only other sighting... Oh, so is it an aquatic ver version of my sweet Sasquatch? Is it a river monster? Is it a skunk ape? Is it an alien? No further sightings of the Millrace monster have been reported since November of 1974. It was like two weeks of all these sightings, then nothing. What is it called? We talked about it last week. When you talk about something so much, it like speaks it into existence. Tulpa. So so when people aren't even seeing it, they're like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So for those of you who don't know what Tulpa is, my son introduced me to this fact, and he learned it, I just found out, on Adventure Time, oh. of all things. A Tulpa is, you know, uh, you know, if you've heard of the rake, Slender Man, things like that that were all created on the internet, they say if you put enough energy into it and enough thought and enough people believe in it, that it really becomes something real. Yeah. I don't know. It's... An interesting thought. A big green furry man. I know. <laughs> Is it bad that I'm picturing Sully from Monsters, Inc., but green? Oh, and moldy? Yes. That's totally what I'm picturing. Okay, perfect. <laughs> awesome. Okay, the other sighting of anything even close-ish to this in the area was 158 miles away and nearly 20 years prior. This story goes a little something like this. Mrs. Johnson and Mrs. Lamble were out having a lazy day on the Ohio River on August 21st, 1955, when Mrs. Johnson was grabbed by an unseen claw-like hand. It pulled her under the water. Mrs. Lamble lay sunning on a raft a few miles away, and she heard her friend scream. And How just far away? Uh, a few feet. Oh, you said a few miles. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I was no. like, what? <laughs> she heard her friend scream and then just watched her be pulled under. Uh, eh, well. well, Susan. According to Johnson, the hand released her and she tried to quickly sw swim ashore. And then she was pulled under again. And once she was able to free herself from the slimy grip, she grabbed onto the raft where her friend was, and the two of them just lay there screaming together. <laughs> I'm Damsels just, in distress. <laughs> Susan and Lori. Um, later, she was treated for multiple injuries during the attack, though. Whoa. Yeah. And the medical team noticed a green handprint on her leg. 
Okay. Yeah, I saw this one on Mysteries at the Museum. And I am a travel channel <laughs> addict. And this stain, I guess, lasted for days. This was the only sighting, for lack of a better word, in this area as well. Because she didn't really see it. She right. just knew about the aftermath. Yeah, yeah. Did I say where this was? I don't think I did. Evansville? You, okay, you didn't say Evansville, but you said 150 miles from Yeah, Columbus. it was in Evansville. Um... So there you have it, kids. There's a gosh dang creature in Indiana, <laughs> along with Bigfoot. We, we right. had Mothman sightings a couple months ago in Muncie. Yes. Right? Alien abductions and, oh, so many haunted locations. There are so many haunted locations. So many. Which makes it really convenient for what we do. It really does. <laughs> but that is telling you, kids, that there is more than corn in Indiana. <laughs> That is the mill race monster. That was really cool. And Thank I don't know you. how, so I grew up in Seymour. I don't know how I never knew of that being in Columbus. Oh, yeah. I've been waiting for the perfect occasion to, to really delve into yeah, this yeah, yeah. story. But then when we found out we were going to be here, I'm like, oh, Columbus, this is perfect. Because I like to, when we're doing these things, I like to do stories about at least in the vicinity right. of the area. <laughs> no, that was super cool. Awesome. No, Yay. like she said, um, with Oddity Files, the, our Amazon Prime show, we do have to travel a lot for investigations. And the Midwest is just loaded Chock with full. notoriously haunted locations. Not even like, like meh, iffy. Yeah. Like, Waverly is oh, crazy. It's like, crazy. there are just so many places. Right by the river where the, the green creature yeah, was. Right here. Where were I? Was it? I think so. We met up with some fr friends of ours that also have a podcast in London. Uh -huh. And. That's what they were talking about. How like lucky we are that all this, these notoriously haunted yeah. places are right in our backyard. I'm gonna give them a plug. It's not for the dinner table. They are also on all uh, major podcast apps. So we usually like to end our podcast with a listener story, but yes. I forgot to bring one with me. <laughs> That's okay. Does anybody have a ghost story they can tell in like? Seven minutes. Or a Bigfoot story or an alien story or anything. Jordan, do you have a ghost story? They're pointing at you. <laughs> they were making fun of the size of his feet. Um, anyone? Ghost story? Yeah, come on up. Oh, it's just something that was um, probably about, I don't know, about 2004, uh, living in my house. And... I was, take, I was taking a nap with a cat, and I look over, and then all of a sudden the blinds uh, were down, and I heard this <laughs> sound, like someone had just brushed the blinds. Oh, wow. And, and it wasn't either me or the cat, and the cat, we kind of, both of us kind of looked at each other, and it's like, what was that? And then we found out the next day that uh, the day before, a uh, neighbor two houses down died of a heart attack. So that was kind of weird. Yeah. And then the other time was when my, uh, this was about, this is a little after her grandmother died and we were outside her mother's house uh, where her grandmother had been staying and we've had instances where um, a little music box would play without nobody Nothing touching it. Nothing creepier than that. Yeah, it's, it just start, it starts going <laughs> Oh, yeah, exactly. And, and then one time we were like unpacking the groceries and we both heard it. It was like a disembodied voice that said, help me. Oh, no. And both of us heard it. That's... And we we're like looking at each other and it's like, you, did you hear that? 
did you hear a help me? Yeah. We get a lot more help me's on investigation than we do get outs. So yeah. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of weird, and it was in the middle of the day, and it was like out front in the driveway. Wow. Oh, that's insane. Yeah. It was kind what of was your name? Kyle. Kyle, it's so nice to meet you. Thank you for your ghost story. Oh, no problem at all. Check us out. Well. Awesome. Thank you. So that's what we do, guys. We we tell each other creepy stories, and when we're not doing that, we're investigating creepy haunted locations and talking to ourselves in the dark and hoping the dark talks back yes. to us. Hours on end. Because let me tell you, not all... One thing that we always say is that a lot of the shows that are on TV, they don't show you the other side of paranormal investigating. We've been on so many investigations where we literally just sit there in the dark and nothing happens all night, Absolutely and I fall asleep, nothing. and oh, he's th- there's just endless lot. footage of me, like, mouth open, you know? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like, and so if it's somewhere that you're comfortable enough to fall asleep. It's and like, I'm all like, just talk to me! <laughs> please. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because I would say almost 50-50 places are haunted and yeah. not haunted, so... Yeah. When everyone says, like, oh, everything's haunted, there's ghosts everywhere, Mm-mm. it's absolutely not the That's case. That's London. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, no, but it is really cool. And through our investigating, we've learned so much about intelligent energies and residual energies. Yeah. And just, it's, it's really, when I started investigating, I was more or less a non-believer. Yeah. Um, very, very skeptical of it all. But now that we've been doing it and hunting as much as we have since, like, 2012 heavily. Yeah. I'm definitely right there. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're a, a skeptic who tends to believe a little more yes. than not now. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, if you guys want to watch us do our ghost hunting thing, we're on Amazon Prime. We have two seasons. We're free to Prime members. Like I said, I, I put some of our little cards out on the tape. Most of them are gone. Look at the good we do. Look at the good we do. <laughs> but if you need one, let me know. I've got a stack this big. I can, I can spare some more. Uh, but check us out there. Check us out on all the podcast apps. We're Oddity Files. The, the podcast. podcast. And I'm Kitsy Duncan. And I'm Clayton Abbott. And check us out on all the socials at Oddity Files. Thanks, guys. Have Weird a good is the new cool. <laughs>